Hey Mo. Hey Mo. What's up? Um, I never know what time to run someone asks me what's up. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, well, right now we're just sitting in, and you know, starting the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> How are you? I'm okay, but I feel very tired today. I'm a little low in energy, especially for social interactions. But here we are. I know, it's easier with you. Why is it easier with me? Well, you're my mo, and we are like, we know each other a lot. I'm. You already know the way I am, and I know the way you are. Even though I, <laughs> why are you laughing? <laughs> <You're funny>. <laughs> why? <laughs> Keep going. And it's just it does. I don't have to think a lot. I just am. Mm-hmm. While in interaction with other people, I normally have to think more. And also because you understand Portuguese, so I just have to say whatever I want in the language I want in the moment. That makes things easier. So it's interesting the way that you phrase that. And I think that, as we've talked about many times, our words matter. Mm. And what you were saying was, I have to think more. Yeah. Why do you have to think more when you're talking to people who are not me? Like, why is it necessary? Um, I don't know. It doesn't feel that um, spontaneous. Hmm. And why do you think that is? Well, because I think when you know someone more, the more you know them, the more spontaneous your interactions can be because you already have a lot of baggage and um, knowledge on the other person and Mm -hmm. they are the same way about you so it's just more mm, natural you don't have to be thinking a lot about what to say and how to say it or you're not worried about losing your words or not having anything else to talk about. Yeah. So when you say all of that and think about what you said, do you think that that could apply to anyone? That that could just be a state in a way of being? Like what you just described is how you could be with everyone. Me? Yeah. 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 Everyone? Yeah. That depends on the person. Well, the more I know someone, the better it is for me to interact with them. Sure. The less I know someone, the worse it is to interact with them. Yeah, but I guess the the thing that we've talked about before, which I've always been curious about, is like, what are you? What are you unsure of, when it comes to being able to just be yourself the way that you are with me, where you don't have to measure yourself it's not conscious okay yeah 
So what is it? Hmm? If it's not conscious, what is it? Describe that. It's just the way you act. Not you, like me. Mm-hmm. It's just an unconscious, unconscious barrier. A wall. Mm-hmm. Where do you think that comes from? I don't know. Protection. From what? From the world. Um, I don't know. From what? What? What do you mean with from what? You said protection. It's for protection. And I said protection from what? Like, what are you protecting yourself from? Oh. Mm. Could be a lot of things. I think your anxiety usually protects you from what it thinks it's going to happen if something goes wrong, right? Mm-hmm. And what are those things that could go wrong? Like, oh, this person going to think something bad about me, or what are they going to think? If I say something stupid, if I screw this up, mm-hmm. or even the in the other cases where like, oh, maybe I didn't trust this person because I don't know them. Mm-hmm. They could do me harm. So it could be protection for both like my um, reputation and for my safety too, depending on who the person is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's interesting. I think that there are select situations in which we should be measured in what we say, but I think that those are actually very, very few and far between. And that should actually have to do with our safety. That when, like physical safety. But when it comes to psychological safety or intellectual safety, that's something I wonder about, which is if you play out the, the train of what you were just talking about with anxiety of, oh, I don't want to say something so that someone thinks this thing about me or someone has this perception of me. Okay, so say that happens. Say this person thinks I'm dumb or they think I'm an idiot or they think I am a horrible person because of what I said to them in a conversation. Okay, that happens. And then what happens? Okay. I get to learn from that interaction. I get to reflect on, oh, is that really such a bad thing that they disagree with me on? And if it is, then I get to reevaluate and say, oh, you know what? I get to change myself. I get to update my beliefs to become a better person. And if I evaluate and say, oh, it's really not that bad and that's something I believe in and I don't think it's, it's bad and I value that thing, then, okay, this person has this belief and they also believe that we can't be friends or have a relationship because we diverge in this belief. So whatever, I'm going to allow them to take the decision that they want to take to not be friends. And I won't be friends with someone who doesn't want to be friends with people who think different things. So I'm better for that. So when I take that step back and think about that, just conceptually, it seems to make sense to say oh you know what if i am myself without thinking about who i am without thinking about what other people are going to perceive by what i say i will actually be much better off and end up surrounding myself with 
people who share the values and way of living that mean a lot to me and that I want to have more of in my life. Yeah, that all makes sense. So I, I guess the thing that I wonder, because I experience some of those anxieties that you do, I don't think as much, but I do. But normally the new people that I'm talking to are related to you. I don't care a lot about people that I don't know at all think about me, but I care about what people that you are related to think about me. Or maybe not you, but like someone close to me or, you know, someone mm -hmm. that I care about and I know they care about this other person. Yeah. And that they are special or somehow related. Yeah. I understand that feeling because I certainly experienced it with your family. But as we've talked about, as I've carried myself in that way that you were just describing of just not being, my, being myself and thinking about it a lot, that actually inhibited my ability to connect with those people. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with all of that. And uh, I guess my question is, do you not think that that applies in your situation? It applies. I just don't do it because it's not what I'm naturally prone to do. Sure. I, I'm not sure anyone really is. I think people are. There are some like people Like Katie definitely is. Um, in some ways. I'm not a hundred. I don't think she's a hundred percent like that. Mm -hmm. I mean, Alex also could be. In yes. my perception, he is that. So. Yes, sure, yeah. I also wonder if he would have been like that if you just met on the street and I wasn't there and he didn't have that relationship with me where... For him, I think he has because he's just like, I think he's like that. He's very himself. Yeah. Sure. Maybe like Lane is another example. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I understand. Yeah, I don't think that those are the majority and i don't think no, that yeah. i think that that's a cultivated thing like something that you learn and practice to become i don't think that that's oh i'm naturally inclined to always be myself authentically or not i don't think it's a a picture like that mm -hmm. and i think painting it like that with words would not be fair i think that that's there's a lot of work that goes into it and you can become that so With that said, I wonder, it, would it not be beneficial to try to do just that? To try to take that understanding and say, oh, when I'm in situations where I experience that anxiety and that lack of certainty around how I should be and how I should show up, the, telling myself the best route that I can take now is to be myself. Well, I'm going to present you with a problem now because okay. <laughs> be myself, sometimes you just be that thing. <laughs> Correct. You want to be myself? Okay, I'm going to be quiet for the next three hours <laughs> and just be here, like, not bothering anyone. <laughs> well, I think But too people don't like that, as we talked about extensively with our other friends that also have that problem. Yes. They are extremely bothered when you are yourself, if yourself is not pleasing enough well or I fun think, enough well perhaps um be authentically transparent maybe that's a better way to put it not necessarily be yourself but be authentically transparent 
share what you feel and what's in what's going on in your head. Okay, yeah, that's fair. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cuz I understand that being myself in certain sort of situations means I want to recede. I want to step back and be alone and isolated. I understand that that happens in various circumstances. Yet there are circumstances in which you're in a social situation with other people and you're sitting there together and you know that there's a commitment there where I will be with these people for this period of time. So if I can't go in a corner, what's the next best thing that I can do? And I think that that next best thing that I can do is I'm going to be authentically transparent. I'm going to say what's on my mind and I'm going to share what I'm feeling and experiencing from what I'm perceiving and experiencing that is going on around me. Yeah. Yeah. And I would also wager to think that that desire to isolate and that desire to just sort of be shut off has likely been built through being in so many social situations where you feel like there's this massive weight on you because you're not doing the transparent authenticity. You're doing the, oh my God, what should I say? Oh my God, what, what, what do I do? Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. And then that just weighs on you. And you're like, okay, if I can get out of that, I'm great. Mm-hmm. Versus if you can step into those situations over and over again and retrain yourself to do the transparent authenticity thing and reflect after those experiences to reward yourself in some ways for doing that, then each time you step into those situations again, that desire to isolate, I think, will reduce itself. Because you won't be so scared of what that situation brings. Yeah. But instead, it will be rewarding because you'll, you'll get to share yourself mm-hmm. with other people. Yeah. So I wonder if that's a way to think about it. There really is. It's a good way. Because I think that that's really valuable. Um, And as we've talked about before, the impetus for these conversations and having me share that with you, like, a lot over the last few years is the thing that comes to mind for me is I want other people to get to experience the you that I get to experience. Yeah. (laughs) I know, but I'm a hard cookie. <laughs> I'm trying. I know, I know you're trying and that you're a tough cookie. It's just that there are ways that you can share yourself with other people in beautiful ways where you don't necessarily have to be running for your life inside of your own head while it's, <laughs> while it's happening. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I know. I have met so many people in the last two months. It's, oh my God. Yes, you have. Mostly in one day. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Did it's you like good. That? Did you like that transition? Mm, it was very fun. They were all very lovely. But I I do feel very tired. Mm-hmm. And, okay, this is a great example. I frequently ask you, in those situations where you're getting tired by having so many interactions, I'm like, what are you feeling and what's going through your head? And Mm -hmm. frequently your response is, I don't know. 
But I think that you say that because you don't want to go all the way into everything that's happening. Because I know that you're aware of yourself. You're aware of your feelings. You're yeah, aware of I your just thoughts. get tired at, after a point and I just want to go home and sleep. Yes. And what I'm saying is perhaps you're getting tired because of the stress that mounts of going through all these interactions where you're questioning yourself and what you should say and how you should present yourself. And you're not able to be transparently authentic with other people. It depends on what people are talking about. Can you tell me about an experience where you were transparently authentic and you were exhausted? Mm, I feel like... Uh, let me see. I think I was authentic when we were meeting your friends. Which ones? All of them. <laughs> All of them? <laughs> yeah. Maybe with one other exception. So in those experiences, you felt like you were not holding back and thinking about how you should present yourself. I wasn't very authentic when I met Austin for the first time. Sure. Because I know that you, he means a lot to you and I was freaking out that he wouldn't like me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think, I think you were definitely more transparently authentic the first time that you were here. Wait, say it again. I didn't get it. I think that you had an easier time with the transparent authenticity the first time that that you were here. Why? Um, because it was all in English. You hadn't experienced me in Brazil at home with you. So like... Oh, so it was not the first time. Huh? So it was not the first time. You said first time. Yeah, the first time that you were here with me. Because at that point, I had never been with you in Brazil. I would never seen oh, your home. Okay. I would never seen on you. Yeah, like, okay. Your life with me was the separate thing. Yes. And you got to be you. With, with you. With me, you got to be you. With you, yeah. Yes. You. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think that that was likely easier to translate to other people around here because it was like okay this is a space where i get to be this and it's not the space where i'm used to being this other thing does that make sense makes your theory makes sense but i don't i didn't feel that well when i was here for the first time Hmm. how did you feel well i was very nervous Yeah. For all the reasons that you've already shared? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You did a good job of masking that then. It's not masking. It's like... It's not... I wouldn't just be here in the bedroom laying down. I'll have to do something, but... It's not masks. It's just living. Yeah, but... Well, I have nothing to do with my shit, so... Yeah, but what I was saying was, like, in situations with... Say you met Hayden, you met Nick. Mm-hmm. It was not clear to me that you were kind of freaking out in those situations. I'm pretty sure I told you, but maybe you just paint a different image of what happened. 
because I remember that I would really be nervous as like, I don't know, 10 minutes till they got here. Mm-hmm. Yes, but when they were there, it was not clear to me that during the experience and the conversation, the dinner, whatever it was, that like there was that set of feelings and thoughts that you had just mentioned of how should I present myself? I'm anxious. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to communicate. I don't know how to make myself not look dumb. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Like, that never came out explicitly. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that's, I think, a part of that transparent authenticity is you can still have all those thoughts and those feelings. It's just that you can share them with other people. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And right. that when you share them with other people, it's likely to create a bond rather than break one. Yeah, I understand. I think it was... I don't remember well, but... It was three years ago. I don't remember everything and that was in my head, but... I don't see a reason why I would be acting different than I was normally acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Especially because it was the first time meeting everybody and speaking English a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I think you forgot the conversations we had after that, but... <laughs> I was not journaling at the time, so it would make sense. I know. Because yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was crying a lot that trip. No. Okay. When you were here, you <laughs> cried three times. <laughs> that I saw. Okay. Here in Utica. Oh. Alright. It was the first night. Yeah. The next day. Mm hmm. And then, I think it was close to when we left was the next time you cried. I don't remember the last time, but yes. Probably yes. You're probably right. So it's only three times. That's not bad. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, anyways, I think that that's a good idea to consider and I remember that Nick didn't like me that much which Nick Duke oh I don't think so oh he was saying some things no yeah I saw it like because um I don't remember if it was a text or something I remember you showed me everybody maybe he said that you were quiet or something yeah like quiet or I don't remember what it was But he still thought you were cool and you were awesome. Well, yeah. But I think he was a little unsure of our dynamic. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, could be. I don't know. I'd have to look back. Oh, please don't. (laughs) That would be a... (laughs) <laughs> work like definitely not worth it wasting that time <laughs> but that's another thing like you you do have a certain hesitation to go look back 
at the past because it seems like you feel shame over who you used to be. Yeah. And I don't think that that's helpful. Hmm. Well, I don't like to read things that I wrote. I don't like to see my face and I don't like to hear my voice. Well, see my face in pictures, it's fine. I don't like to look at videos of me. For example, I don't want to watch our wedding video. <laughs> at least not anytime soon. <laughs> But why? Why? Because I don't like to see myself in camera and speaking. It's okay if it's a video of us dancing or like the da first dance, it's fine. But I don't want to see myself reading my vows or anything like that. Why? Because I don't like it. Why? It, it's unpleasant to me. Why? <laughs> <laughs> it's uncomfortable. Why? <laughs> yeah. Unple it's unpleasant. Why? It's uncomfortable. It's the same thing. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I'm not sure why. Um... Well, one, I, I don't like my voice, so. Why? Because it, it doesn't have a nice sound. It doesn't sound good. What does sound good? Your voice is good. Why do you think my voice is good? It's deep. It's like strong. You have good diction. Diction? Yeah, that's fair. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think that everybody who has heard you speak says that you have good diction and vocabulary as well. I have good diction and accent. I don't have good vocabulary. That's why I always fear that people think I'm just a dumb American. Instead of a Brazilian speaking English, you know. Because people usually don't see my Brazilian accent. So whenever I'm talking to someone that doesn't know me. Or doesn't know that I'm Brazilian. I, And I do, you know, I say something stupid. Or like I mistake, miss misplace yeah. mispronounce or misplace some sort of verb or anything i'm like oh my god that person probably thinks that i'm stupid that i'm just a stupid american person instead of a brazilian that doesn't know the language or doesn't know that well the language in comparison to their mother language okay and that brings us back to the first topic of conversation which was You have these perceptions and these wonderings of, oh, am I, am I seeming like an idiot? Are people thinking that I'm dumb? Rather than, oh, if people are perceiving that you're dumb for making small mistakes as a Brazilian who is being compared to a native speaker, maybe if somebody's doing that and they're judging me for that really intensely and that's forming their perceptions, then maybe I don't want this person in my life. No, but there are never people that are in my life. It's normally, for example, I remember once that we were in the Uber in Boston with Alex and Haley. And I said something stupid. I forgot what it was. I think it was about a whale or something. Mm -hmm. Just a stupid conversation we were having, like very not important. Yeah. But it was a stupid phrase. Like I phrased the verb, I, I put the verb wrong. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh God, the The Uber driver probably thinks I'm so stupid right now because he doesn't know me. So he doesn't know that I'm not from here, you know. 
that and that mistake's perfectly understandable. But he doesn't know that. He just thinks I'm stupid. And that's his problem. Well, but I don't want people think that I'm stupid. <laughs> Why not? Because I'm not. Yeah, but if people are incorrectly interpreting you to be stupid, then they're wrong. But they don't know that they're wrong. Do they have to know that they're wrong? I'd like them to. Why? Because I'm not stupid. But why do you? At least not every time. Why do you want the them time. to? Why do you want them to know that? Because I care too much about what people think of me. Why? Because <laughs> I tend to validate my own perception of myself by the eyes of others. Why? That's a good question. I don't know. Why? It's a good place to dig into. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. And I think the promising thing is that you can work on that. You can change in that way. You can become a more evolved version of yourself by working on that specifically. Yeah. Yeah. But I feel like it's a fine line because uh, we all hate those people that think so highly of themselves when they actually are not. You don't have to think so highly of yourself. Well, yes, but it's a fine line because nobody likes the person that's like, you know, in love with themselves so much, <laughs> I think, in terms of ego, I think. Do you need ego to love yourself? No, but that's how it presents itself in people sometimes. So you know what not to do. So don't do that. Do I? I think so. I think you're very good at it. Uh, I've never really seen you have ego in, you know, flaunt your chest over, you know, I I am so great. Yeah, but I also have low self-esteem most of the time. Yeah, and what I would say is why. <laughs> well, that's a long conversation. Yeah, we're already in one. Well, <laughs> but it's normally, um, it's probably used to by childhood and teenage years. Mm-hmm. Explain more. Well, because of all the crap that you already know. Mm-hmm. Bullying, not fitting in. Yeah, being rejected. Yeah. Yeah, and... People reject me because I'm not good. No. Well, that's what... That's the problem. That's the problem right there, <laughs> what you just said. Huh? <laughs> you think that if people reject you, it's because you're not good. And that's not true. People reject their perception of you. They don't reject you. Well, but everything is a perception of everything. There are more accurate perceptions and less accurate perceptions. There are, there are more well-found perceptions and less well-found perceptions. And the ones that you seem to care about a lot are the ones that are not well-found. And that is the issue. Like, would you care about being rejected by someone who doesn't know you or by someone who knows you the most? The most. So, why care so much about all these people who reject you for them not well, knowing who you are? Because that's the thing. Until you know someone a lot, they have to be someone that doesn't know you at all yes 
And, thus and when all of them reject you, and, while, and when all of them reject you, it's hard. Of course. As a kid. Yeah, definitely. And I think what would have helped would be if somebody said the things that I'm saying to you now when you were a kid. Well, yeah. 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 Like, it would be great if kids could hear, hey, I know that you're going through tough times. I know that you're not fitting in that well. I know that all these kids are making fun of you and doing stuff in this way. I get it. And I want you to know that if you are yourself, if you are authentically transparent with other people, if you have good values and you're a good person and you show up and be a good person, it doesn't matter what these people's perceptions of you are going to be. Because in that sense, you'll see that they're not good people. But there is a problem. Because I feel like anyone who would have that kind of knowledge is an adult. And I don't think children listen to adults a lot about things they are going through as kids. That's interesting. I think that that's the case because most adults don't know how to connect with children. Yeah. And respect them as people. Yeah. Like, I, th- I think that you've you've seen what a good, meaningful interaction can be with a, with a kid, with Ella, for example. Mm-hmm. She came and talked to us about how she was feeling about, you know, wanting her mom and Craig to perceive her in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And then we could squat down to her height and, and look at her. And respect I her. didn't have to because I'm ready to say <laughs> <laughs> to look at her and to say, "Hey, listen, these are the important things. Like, you can have that conversation with with a child, and they can understand. Yeah. And and she's in elementary school, you know. Like, mm-hmm. I think that that's important to remember. You can have a meaningful conversation with a seven year old or an eight year old or a nine year old." All the way up. And you can say something pivotal that can change them, that can flip the, the script. But that depends on the relationship. And if you are able to establish a meaningful relationship with that child first, that can turn the page. That can make it meaningful. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wonder if you, at that point in your life didn't really have relationships that were full of trust that would have opened the door for someone to say something like that to you that would have been transformative. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So You know that I blocked a lot of my childhood, so I don't really know. Yes, I'm aware. But you're an adult now. Yeah. Who gets to have a lot more agency. And you get to, you get to be the owner of all this now. And you get to use it in the ways that you want to use it. Which could be to, okay, I'm going to change the way that I carry myself with other people so that I can be more transparently authentic. So that I can, through just being myself, create circles of people who I love and who love me. And that make my world and the world a better place yeah yeah that makes sense i 
think they can all listen to my belly. <laughs> we'll see if it's if it's coming out. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I agree. Yeah, because at the end of the day, I think what's important to remember is, yes, I can carry a lot of these traumas from my childhood. I can carry a lot of these pains and self-perceptions from that time and what built then that has never been changed, yet it hasn't been changed yet. I can take all of that now and I can say, okay, in these situations where these things come up, I'm going to explicitly put in structures or reinforce to myself that I can be this thing and then I'm going to do it. Then I'm going to reflect on doing that thing, reward myself for being that, and continue to do it in more similar situations. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that that's important for you and for most people to hear is you are not confined to your traumas as a kid you're not confined to all the bad experiences that you've had in your entire life i know and even if it seems out of reach there are people who can help you get there people who want to listen to you who want to help you who want to support you and building those structures be the person who reminds you to be that person that you want to be it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Because that's the thing, too. I think... I know that you want to be that person. What person, exactly? A person who is much less anxious and on overdrive when you're in social situations. Yeah. I know that you don't like leaving social situations and needing like an entire day to rest. Mm. I know that you like the the way that the day goes when you, you spend it that way. But I don't know if you want to have to do that because you had this day before where socially you got so run down to the point where you need that day to build yourself up. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. But I think that's more like a personality trace than anything, you know? That seems pessimistic to me. Not pessimistic, it's realistic. Which, in this case, is pessimism. No, it's not pessimistic. <laughs> I don't mind. Why, what's wrong with, with resting? There's nothing wrong like, with resting. <laughs> extrovert people just want to keep talking forever. It's like, chill out, bro. <laughs> Go go read a book. It's okay. You know what I mean? It's not it's not wrong. Why do you all think it's wrong? <laughs> this is the problem. Huh? You're right now setting up an inaccurate <laughs> conception of what I'm saying. Not you. And what, and what extroverts would say. Extroverts would say not that. Not all extroverts would say it. Ignorant extroverts would say that. Mm. But what I am saying is, wouldn't it be nice... If you could spend that rest day not having to spend it because you got drained from social activity. Wouldn't it be nice if you got to reduce the amount of recharging that that day needed to be, but instead you could use that day to 
relax and be with yourself and perhaps like raise your battery even more than you typically would raise it. So instead of going from zero to 60, you go from 50 to 110. Wouldn't that be a lot better? Maybe 110. How do you get more than 100? Because it's not percentage, it's just points. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying, is like, you can, we can all learn to be in those situations and act in a way that is less draining for ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we can change the construals that we have that affect the ways that we are drained or energized. And sure, is it easier for some? Yes. But it's not impossible. And you can certainly make ground. You can make meaningful progress. Yeah. I think the fact is, like, in my life, I'm always working with things that are very hard but not impossible. So it's a little overwhelming. Like what? Every single part of my life is about something not being impossible. And I don't blame anyone because that was by choice. Because I want to prove people wrong. (laughs) Or, like, at least... Well, um, you want to prove people wrong because you care about what they think of you. No, not not that what I do is because I want to prove people wrong, but because I want to be different. Since everybody just excluded me from everything, I'm like, okay, I'm different, so I'm going to do my own thing, and I don't care about um, if you think it's impossible. So, like, I chose the work that I work with. I chose the type of work that I do. Mm-hmm. Like, not the type. Um yeah, the type and how I work with it because it's not in a established company. Mm-hmm. So I'm like trying to make a living with art and design and also not doing the easiest thing which would be working for somebody. So I'm already doing a second thing which is not impossible but very hard. Mm-hmm. And then I found a husband from another country and I dated long distance for a while which was not impossible but very hard (laughs) (laughs) yeah and yeah yeah and I'm trying to have very nice shoulders which is not impossible but very hard for women especially my type I feel like and um yeah and a lot of other things, I suppose. Oh, all the social things we're talking about. Like, it's very hard, but not impossible for me to be all of that. Yeah. Yeah, I hear you. For sure. And I see it every day. Yeah. Yeah. And as you mentioned, I think if you're going through these processes of doing hard things that are not impossible in tandem with someone else or you have a group of people around you, it's important to put your boundaries up and to say, hey, I'm working on this stuff. I'm doing a ton of work. And what's important is that I don't drain myself from this so that I burn out. So I need to know when I need to rest. 
I need to know when I need to slow down and I need to know when I need to recharge. And perhaps communicating about that better is also a helpful thing, right? Where you can say, okay, I'm going through all this stuff and when I'm tired and gassed, I need some time. Yeah. But then you got to go get back after it. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So we set out to talk about our wedding in this episode, but we're not going to. Yeah, it's very long. Well, it's not long, but it's long enough for not being... Um, we don't have enough time to be talking a lot about the wedding, but we can still try. It's not impossible. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, I think a good way of doing that would be this. Try to summarize the experience. Oh, mm. it was very nerve-wracking. Okay. Is that a right word? Yeah, nerve-wracking, yeah. Why? In the first half of the day just because it was all the anxiety and all the nervous feelings i was feeling about getting ready and all of the oh my god i'll have to talk in public <laughs> even though i was just reading but it was very what why are you laughing at me huh <laughs> you're funny why because <laughs> you're good at all these things and you're scared of them well <laughs> like you're very good at speaking in public well what does it have to do with being nervous i still nervous yes but i think that you are disproportionately nervous compared to your skill level you're thinking that you're doing this thing that you have no right to be doing because of your skill level when in reality That's your skill not, level is proportional that to That is your... not the thought. Okay. It's uncomfortable <laughs> for me. So that's why I get nervous. Yes. Un- I'm, not, I'm not saying that sh- I'm not saying that the the nerves are, are a problem. I'm it's saying an- the nerves are fine. I think that the nerves are distri- disproportionate to your ability. Well, but why do you think a nervous is related to the ability. Because I, I do believe that to a degree, nerves are related to a lack of confidence or, or a perceived a perceived uncertainty. Mm. Yes, it makes sense. And that perceived uncertainty is much broader if you think that you are not competent. But I think in that situation, what was it was because of the speech in, in, um, the vows were related to my feelings, and I'm not used to sharing my feelings to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. It would have been nice to have this conversation before then. Why? Because we spent a half hour talking about the value of... Oh, sure, sure, sure. I get it, what you say now. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. the value of being authentically transparent about what you feel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if people have a problem with that, then sure, they can leave. Because if they don't want to be a part of this, which is really me, then I'd prefer to have a life without people who don't want to participate. Yeah. 
Yeah. But yeah, it was very nerve-wracking at first. And then I was worried if I was going to feel cold. But it was not cold that day, so it was okay. <laughs> um, And then I was a little worried about if I w- would fall while walking mm-hmm. down the aisle. But yeah. everything went well. And then... And the ceremony was very good. As soon as, when I got there, it was better. Because I really don't like to be anticipating things. It's very um, energy. Mm. <laughs> I say, um, it takes a lot of energy because I'm like there waiting for the time to for it to start. While I just want to do it and then pass the part where I have to say something and then just enjoy Mm-hmm. But then when we got there, it was good, and I thought when it ended that it was very fast, and I wanted to go back. <laughs> but it did, that didn't mean that I didn't enjoy it because I was looking at everybody and like interacting and enjoying the moment. Mm-hmm. But it was quick. Yeah. Yeah. The ceremony. It's ceremony, yes. Yeah. And then it was good to go i think my ba- my favorite part it was dinner not because of the food <laughs> but also because of the food but because we were there having our dinner and looking at this um at the venue mm-hmm. with everybody there also having dinner it was very nice mm-hmm. to see everybody together yeah. and it was right at that point in the party where like oh the part that i should be nervous about ended or that i was nervous ended mm-hmm. And now I'm calm and happy instead of nervous and happy. <laughs> But still, it was a lot of party ahead of us. So it was that moment when we were like, oh, we already have a, had a very good day. And I know there's much more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Because then we got to talk a lot with people and dance. And it was very fun. Mm-hmm. But the formalities, kind not the formalities of the dancing, but like the... Because like I wish there was a more spontaneous way of doing the thing we have to do in weddings, which is go visit every table and talk to everybody. Sure. Just because it feels very f- formal. Mm-hmm. Not formal, but very like scripted. Like, oh, you have to do it. Okay. Instead of having an opportunity to be talking to all of them because I wanted to. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We've talked about this. It feels different for me, but that's fine. Yeah. You 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 want the structure to not exist to do the thing. Versus I don't care that the structure exists. You're right. Yeah. So because I think we did enjoy a lot of the dance floor with our friends when they were all there because we were busy. And sure. then when we got to the dance floor, we, we enjoyed a lot. Polka. No, yeah, we danced a lot, enjoyed it too, mm-hmm. but a lot happened before we sure. went, we were there. Yeah. We got the chance to be there, you know. Sure. And I think we lost that part a little bit, just a little bit. I understand. But I think that's what people, that, that's the bad part about getting married. You don't get to enjoy the party as much as your guests. You enjoy it, but... I don't think as much as your guests. You don't enjoy it as your guests do. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. Which is fair. Which is okay. That's why they have to get married too so we get to go to their weddings. 
Yeah. And enjoy right. it a lot. That's right. Yeah. That would be nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. But it was right. fun. Yeah. I didn't drink a lot of drinks. That was something too. I didn't even have time to drink anything. Not even alcohol I'm talking about, you know. I, water. I drank like <laughs> one glass of water. Mm-hmm. I drank the champagne as they were giving the toast. And then I took one sip of my signature drink. And one sip of that other wine, the mm-hmm. the blueberry wine, yeah. that was all for the whole night. Mm. Because everybody's talking to you, so you leave your drink to go talk to somebody, and then you don't know where it is anymore, and then you go ask for it, but then somebody else talks to you, and then you don't know where it is again. You didn't drink water? I only drank water during dinner. And then when we were dancing, I found a bottle there. I don't even know who it was. And then you, so I just drank it. Yeah. Smashed it. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. funny. That's funny. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a good, that's a good rundown. Um, what else? Well, it was very good to be uh, doing that with you. Except for the parts that I wanted to dance for some <laughs> song and you wanted to talk. <laughs> to people, which I think is fair and it's good. <laughs> but you wanted to dance. <laughs> yeah, I wanted to dance. Uh, but it's okay, I dance with everybody too. Yeah. When you were not there. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. And there's no resentment. For what? I'm, I'm just saying there's no resentment for, or regrets, I should say. No. Regrets? Mm, no. No. I would say I regret my shoes, but I don't. Because any other shoe would cause the same effect. Yes. And you would have looked a lot smaller. Yeah. So it's it doesn't matter. Like, those shoes were good for longer than I expected. Mm-hmm. And longer than I would have been able to be there with another pair of shoes. Because... Uh, unless I was wearing like not heels at all, mm-hmm. but that was not acceptable. Yeah, for me, I was not gonna look like a you know dwarf in my wedding, yeah. which I'm not because I pass the, <laughs> the limit. <laughs> yeah, I, I pass. <laughs> okay. Not that there's anything wrong with being a dwarf. <laughs> not that there's anything wrong with that. Yeah. It's okay. not. It's just yeah. Oh my god. I didn't mean that. Oh, no, you're bad. sitting here being scared well, about what people are gonna think you for saying something. When... Well, yeah, because I felt bad now. Because people who are dwarfs, they are people too. Yes. And they are good. Yes, and you didn't say anything contrary to that. Well, I said that I am not a dwarf, and that's not acceptable for me. It was unacceptable for me to look like a dwarf in my wedding. So that implies a bad judgment of being a dwarf and i don't like that i did that i apologize for any dwarfs in the world <laughs> i'm sorry i didn't mean that it's just that i'm not, i don't have a great relationship with my height either yeah. i don't like being short nothing wrong with the short people it's just that i don't like to be short i Correct. wanted to be tall i really like tall people i wanted to be one of them <laughs> my mom is so sensitive <laughs> what you're so sensitive. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Is that it? Yeah. That's it. 
Okay. Well, you didn't say anything about the wedding, but yeah. Would you like to say your impressions very quick? Okay. Um, the ceremony was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. Um, you composed yourself better than I did Why emotionally. Me? Oh. Mm -hmm. During the ceremony. Because mm -hmm. after the ceremony ended, and we got through the curtain, your waterfalls opened. Yes. It was pretty impressive. I didn't expect that. Um, and then the food was good. The photos were great. Um, it was really special to share those moments with so many people that I love and that I know love me, which is really sweet. Um, I liked going around to all the tables. I wish that we could have had more time to do that. Mm -hmm. um, that would have been really nice. Um, and I also really enjoyed dancing with everyone and getting to spend quality time with people who I typically don't see. And yeah, it was just, it was really great to hang out in, in those ways with so many people from so many different parts of my life and having those people come together and to share in that, that was, that was really awesome. Um, and yeah, I just realized more and more how awesome my friends are and how awesome my parents' friends are, how awesome so many great people are that are in my life. Um, it was really special. So, yeah. And yeah, it would have been nice to have like a cupcake. That's right. Or another mm -hmm. piece of cake. That would have been good. Um, yeah. But it's okay, you know. Yeah. I actually ate really well that day. Like, yeah, really me too. Really well that day. Mm -hmm. um, I had the one dinner plate, one small piece of cake, a bunch of water, and it was good. And, like, I didn't eat outside of my normal eating window, which was funny. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, yeah, and just seeing you experiencing all that with you was really special. Um, yeah, I wouldn't have had it any other way. Me neither. Yeah. Okay, is that it? That's it. Okay. All right. Bye. Bye, Mo. Bye, Mo.